This episode of Eat the Rules is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the online group coaching program that I run that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your appearance. With personalized coaching from me, incredible community support, and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. Get details on what's included and sign up for the next cycle at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I'd love to have you in that group. This is Eat the Rules, a podcast about body image, self-worth, anti-dieting, and intersectional feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 249, and I'm joined by Jesse Diaz Herrera, the body positive dance instructor, otherwise known as Curves with Moves. We are talking about what her experiences were like growing up as a dancer, how she was able to use dance to embrace her body, the science behind jiggling our bodies, and her advice to others that struggle with their belly, as well as so much more. You can find the links mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 249. Before we begin, I just want to let you know that Jesse is offering a free class to our listeners today. The code for that is eat the rules. So I will link to where you can check out Jesse's classes in the show notes for this episode. And they are either live in New York City or worldwide online. And you can just use the code eat the rules to try out a free class. I would totally do that. She is like the most fun person to watch dance (laughs) and it would just be infectious. Okay, I'm jumping ahead. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Cheem Lass who left this review. If you are intent on stopping all efforts to control your body's appearance, then this is a great resource. There are loads of good ideas to help you find freedom from obsessing about or hating your body. I decided to ditch restricting what I ate and stopped trying to control how my body looks before I started listening to this. I found it really useful to hear the insights and suggestions of other people who share this countercultural attitude since unfortunately, we seem to be the minority. This podcast meets a huge need and I'd thoroughly recommend it. I look forward to listening to more episodes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for leaving that review. You can leave a review by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they call it. Search for Eat the Rules and click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review or give it a rating. Don't forget to grab the free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. And if you are a professional who works with people who may also have body image struggles, I have something for you. I have a free body image coaching roadmap that you can use to help you understand how you can better work with people around body image. You can get that at summerinandin.com forward slash roadmap. I am so excited about today's guest. Jessie is someone I've been following for a while now and like her Instagram account always just makes me so happy and feel so good. Like I said, her positivity is just infectious. And so you may know her as Curves with Moves on Instagram. Jessie is a body positive dance instructor, educational consultant, mom and wife, and she teaches classes in New York City and online worldwide. 
Her motto is teaching body confidence through joyful movement, and her classes are called Free the Jiggle. That's right. That's obviously why I wanted her to come on the show. I think you're going to love this interview. Let's get started. Hello, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Hi, so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. You're one of my favorite people to follow on social media because I feel like you have the best, you have the best energy. I, I'm like, I, where do you get that? I wish I had that. <laughs> <That's> like... <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I always say like laugh through the pain. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, you know, I say, you know, underneath some of that toxic positivity is definitely like, we are just chugging along here, folks. Same like you. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I know. It's so true. No, but I love, I love everything that you, that you share. And I'm just, yeah, I always, I'm always telling people, like, especially when people struggle with their belly, I'm like, you got to follow curves with moves. (laughs) Before we get into more specific stuff like that, I would love for you to just share, you know, what was your relationship with your body like growing up? Yeah. So, well, for me, you know, I uh, was always an athletic kid. So I really had like a lot of, uh, I was really into sports, but also really into dance. And those were kind of like my two big things as a, as a child it was really being active. I had ADHD as a t- child, still, has, ha- still have it as an adult, but you know, it was a great way to being, being mobile and allowing myself to, to just play so many sports and dance and basically being very active allowed my brain to be calm. Right. Um, and it wasn't until puberty hit and I started to, you know, gain weight in certain places that ballet became difficult for me because of the body shaming, not because of my ability to dance, but because of teachers comments to like lose weight at 12 years old. And, you know, as, uh, as people that you look up to as mentors, you know, you start, doing unhealthy things. So, you know, at one point movement became body, you know, it became the opposite of what was body affirming to me as a child, where I felt really good being athletic and, and, and having fun. It became, Oh my God, I don't look like this person that should be doing this movement. So, you know, there was definitely in, you know, body positivity was not a thing No, <laughs> in the nineties. <laughs> so, you know, especially in the nineties where like thin was so in, right. It was like the, it was like the epitome of that, like cocaine model type, oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. that was, that was in fashion. So that's, I really started to develop body issues. And I even remember like a, a elementary school teacher telling me, Oh, I know. Are you still in ballet? And I remember saying, Oh no, I don't, I'm not doing it anymore. And they were like, Oh yeah, that makes sense because you know, you don't look like a ballet dancer anymore. And like, she told me this as, as a seventh grade teacher, you know? And, but it was like perfectly okay to, it was normal rather to talk about like be, you know, being overweight and, you know, at that time and, and feeling bad about it, you know? So there was definitely a love hate relationship I be, began to have with dance. And it wasn't really until college I, I kind of dedicated my life to sports in high school. And then in, in college, I that's when I started to get back into dance and really find myself feeling good in the skin I'm in and really allowing myself to use movement, you know, now to help others. So, you know, it was definitely a love-hate relationship and I can go in, into it in depth, but that's where it started. And, you know, now I'm just, I'm so happy to come back full circle where movement is now joyful and, and childlike joy again, and that I'm, I'm tapping into that versus the pain and the criticism I had in my teen and preteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must have been so 
awful and i remember i was a synchronized swimmer and like they used to like do to like take our like body fat percentages and this i was like 12 years old and yeah um and there, it <laughs> was i don't think it it was nearly as extreme as ballet in terms of the body pressure but there was still this pressure that in order to participate you had to you know like have your body look a certain way and like I was going through puberty and it's like you're growing up and your body's changing the way it's naturally supposed to and yeah like some some of these sports like dance or in my case you know synchronized swimming like they put this pressure on kids which is so damaging like did you go on diets and stuff or did you were you able to sort of shelter yourself from that and that's the thing, you know, as a 12 year old, like, what does even a diet mean? And I don't even, I didn't even know. So what did I, you know, when she told me that I need to lose weight, I just skipped meals. That's what I thought was I eat less. Okay. So I just like skip something. And me and my mom would be like, why are you not eating dinner? I all have my stomach hurts. And actually it really actually, <laughs> how my mother found out is I had fainted. Wow. And she's, you know, my mom is like this born in the Bronx, like, Puerto Rican, New Rican woman that is very like tough. <laughs> and she's like, what's wrong with you? You don't have a fever, you know, and like kind of brought it out of me. And I was like, oh, I've been trying to lose weight because the teacher told me and my mom <laughs> dragged me to that studio the same day and went in there and cursed everyone out. <laughs> I, I like, love it. Nobody tells my daughter what to eat, how to look. F you, we pay so much tuition here. Because, <laughs> you know, it was me, my sister, and her, that, and my mom that were all taking classes there. So anyway, you know, I, at the time I was so embarrassed. I was like, my mom just ruined my whole life, right? Because at the time I didn't know what I was doing was wrong. I always tell her, you know, and I say this in some interviews too, that I, I you know, I always like tell her, like, you know, I'm so thankful that you did that, even though at the time I was not thankful. Right. Yeah, I was probably <laughs> mortified, time I was like, right? you ruined my life. I can't come back here anymore and you know in a way she was sheltering me and she was backing me up in a way that I couldn't even that I didn't even notice you know that I, did, that I didn't even know what's happening so I'm really grateful for my mom for that too and you know and that's what I try to you know you strive as a mom you know just to make sure that my kid feels that you can do anything in any body you know if you really just put your mind to it so you know I it was a I'm ha I always say that I'm healing the the instead of the inner child I'm he healing the teenager that like was so hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, and it just feels nice. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. It's so important. And so like, would you say that dance was the thing that really helped you to kind of like embrace your body, if you want to call it that? Oh, like absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's like to anyone, it's really like what you're really good at, you feel so confident. And it's like, no one could, if you feel you know, really good in what you're doing and really love it and feel nothing but joy. It's hard. Like you want to emulate that same feeling in your everyday life. And sometimes you can't, and it's a lot of compartmentalizing that joy. Right. So for me, dance was like that escape dance was like, Oh, you know what? I'm having a bad day or, you know, I don't feel good. Like, let me dance. Let me go to a dance class and just like feel that joy that I, that I often feel. And so for, and for me, that happens to be dance and movement and sports. You know, there are things that for me, I'm adre adrenaline driven. <laughs> I think everyone has different, you know, for someone else, it could be knitting. You know, it, it, I think it just depends. But it's such a great feeling for me. And I started to figure out how can I 
that same confidence that I feel on stage, how can I use that in my everyday life? And that's when I started to really tap into, you know, body positivity and really, and not even just positivity, but even at first body neutrality. And then just being like, I am a body that's worthy of, of love because I am a body <laughs> that's here. Right. And, and then starting to be like, what are the things I like? You know, what are the things I can work on liking? And so, yeah, you know, I remember I used to dance with hoodies on because I thought like aesthetically it looked so cool, but also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but also it was to hide my arms, you know, and that was something that was still, I was still feeling. And now teaching a class called free the jiggle where we're literally jiggling our arms on purpose. It like, you know, it's beautiful to see the progress that I've made, but also like other people have made, other people can also make these same progresses in their life, you know? It's not unique. It must be so, like, it must feel so good for you to see other people engaging in that too, like when you're teaching your classes. Oh, and, absolutely. Like, that must absolutely. be such an incredible feeling to have to be able to, like, be inspiring people and, like, seeing everyone just being extremely free and joyful in their body. A hundred percent. Because then it's also, there's this feeling, there's an energy in a room or even if you're on a Zoom and you see other bodies like you, but like there's just this energy when you when you can move with other people that look like you that understand your struggle. There's just like a infectious energy that like we're all here together. Like there's no shame here. There's no gloating about who's the better dancer or anything here. We're just ha- trying to have fun, you know, and just trying to let loose. And it's beautiful to see other people do it because I know it brings me joy and. When I see other people have joy from it, it's just like, wow, you know, I know this is, like I said, it's not a unique experience to me. This is something that we can all experience. Yeah. So yeah, tell me about Free the Jiggle. Like, how did you come up with that? And I've heard you say that jiggling your body is like an act of resistance. So like, what was the sort of, yeah, like, how did that come into fruition, I guess, is what I'm curious about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been a dance, te- you know, I've been teaching dance and doing choreography classes for a long time, you know, since college, and then I never kind of stopped. <laughs> and then, um, but during the pandemic, I really wanted to find ways to, you know, add joy to the day for myself, but also like, how can I connect with other people? And so it actually started on Instagram live. We were just like, hey, for 15 minutes every day, we're just going to dance and we're going to jiggle. And some of it may be choreographed. Some of it may just be like, just dance. And there was no, you know, I wasn't thinking of it as a, I'm going to make this into like a full class scheme. It was more like, let's just have fun. I don't know how long we're going to be doing this for <laughs> in this pandemic, right? At the time it was, we really didn't know how long this was going to last. So it was really about connection and, and also being able, you know, also just not staying on the couch all day and trying to make, you know, allow my body to move. And I don't mean it in a way of like, Oh, I'm supposed to exercise, but in a way that your body actually, your body's a, you know, is a moving, (laughs) it's all moving muscles and joints that need to have mobility in order to really strive, you know, in life. And so for me, it was just about making sure that my body's mobile, that my body's flexible, and that like I'm still using my body in certain ways. And so, yeah, for 15 minutes a day, we were just dancing. And it, I think it, it wasn't called Free the Jiggle at the time. We just was like, we're just going to dance. And then I remember one day I was just like, we're going to free the jiggle. We're going to jiggle everything. And it just became, it was like a very euphoric experience. And I I say that, but it also there's science behind it too, because, you know, jiggling your body actually wakes up your lymphatic system, shaking, fail, flailing, all of that kind of stuff. 
And so, you know, you're waking up that lymphatic system. You're also, you know, kind of releasing those happy hormones, the serotonin, oxytocin, all those kinds of things. And so you're, you know, you're raising your heart rate, you know, there's just, you're getting a little energy boost. There are all these things that actually, while we used to feel like jiggling was very negative, right? Like, oh, my body to jiggle. Like here, I'm like, you're using it for therapy. Like (laughs) get that anxiety out of your body, shake it out. And like, you know, the more you lean into it, the more free you'll become. And so it, it kind of just birthed naturally. And yeah, we started doing the classes on Instagram, then on Zoom. Then we opened up a virtual gym, a virtual da- a dance studio, I should say. But, uh, and we've been dancing ever since. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, you know, I think about, like, I work with a lot of people who, you know, struggle really with their body and have a lot of body shame. And the belly is an area that, so many people struggle with, right? Like it's just, it's like kind of can be almost like the core of the shame that we feel about our whole selves. And what you're doing is like so counter to what, because you're like, Hey, hold it, like jiggle it, like it's there, right? Squeeze it. Yeah. 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 Like, and so what's been your experience with like people in the class? Like what have they expressed to you about that? Like, has it been something that you feel like people are like super self-conscious about at first or like, yeah, I'm just wondering sort of the impact that that has on other people that you've noticed. Yeah. You know, I'll say, let's say like there's 10 people in the class, seven of them will be like, this was awesome maybe two of them will like full on be crying. And like, this was super liberating. I needed to hear that. And then maybe one person was like, wow, this was too much for me. Or like this triggered my body dysmorphia in a way that I wasn't comfortable with. And that's okay. Like you have to find the movement space that is good for you. I'm not saying that I am the class for all people. I think it depends where you are in your journey. And I think it's being open to feel uncomfortable at first, but allowing yourself to find that joy in the unknown. And so, and you just might not be there yet. And that's okay. Like there's, I feel like, again, it is a journey and I am still on a journey of where I want to be with my body. And that's really, and not even, and I'm not talking about physically, I'm talking about even just emotionally, health-wise, like internally. And so there's just so many facets to why why movement is good for me and good, you know, and why, why I want to share it with other people. But at the same time, it's like, there's a freeingness, like I said, a freeingness when you're in a community, when you're in other spaces with people and you're allowing yourself to be free, you know, in, there's a, well, we do, we do live classes, like in-person classes rather. And there's a part at the end where we turn off the lights and we're like, move how you want. You can lay on the floor, you can flutter yourself around, you can scream do what you need to do. And oftentimes it's very nerve wracking for some people like, Oh, what do I do? I'm just going to, I'm like, you know what, if you want to stay in place and breathe, that is your thing. Like this is your piece. And what I always tell people is like, and this may sound very like artsy, but you know, dance is an art form anyway. Right. And so if you, if we all think of each other as paintbrushes, like I'm going to paint differently the way you paint, but we're all still art. It's all still art. Right. And so I may move differently than how you move. Doesn't mean that I move better than you. It just means that we move differently. We're different types of strokes, you know? And so for me, I, I don't focus so much on like, you have to get the choreography, right. Or like, let's all look in sync. No, like the, and like, you want to be flaily and, and fun, do it. You want to, you want to not even follow along and just dance 
to the playlist in the background of the zoom, do that. You know what I mean? Fitness should be for, for you. And it's not, you know, I'm always saying I'm, I'm happy to be, I'm so fortunate to be the facilitator of a class that allows people to self-express, to express themselves. So, you know, I get, I get that, I get that same community feeling and I also feel really good about it as well. Yeah. Well, I just love like this idea of like, you know, just the notion of like free the jiggle because it's like, we're so conscious of that, like self-conscious of that. It's like, oh my God, I can feel my thighs or I can feel my belly. And it's like, you've taken that and just turned it on its head and been like, the jiggle is great. Like it's empowering. It's like, let's free the jiggle. And so I just think it's like such a great yeah, just such a great thing and such a great, like you said, like an act of resistance. Right. What's your advice to people who really struggle with their belly? Like I said, it, it it's a it's a journey for everyone. So I can't, you know, I I'm I can't say it's going to happen overnight and it's going to be into a place where like yeah, but I I tell people like there because there are just levels to body politics. I think finding yourself in a place of neutrality is oftentimes the best way to kind of start. And that's really saying like, I have a belly, just like everyone has a belly. Mine may be bigger, but it's still a belly. And that's cool. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like, my belly is amazing. And because you may not be there and you may not see that happening for you right away, but it's so important to just know that your body is very much equal and deserving of everything in this space, in this world. Like you are a human being. And just because you are a different size doesn't mean you are any less of a human being. And so, you know, the things that you're afraid to do, that, that you're holding yourself back because of your size or because of your shape, you know, how think about the pros and cons of that. And like, you're, you're limiting your joy, you know, in certain ways. And so for me, I just hope that people just come to a place where they're like, you know what, I want to do this simply because I have such an interest in this and it doesn't have, it's nothing to do with my body, but it's more about like my interests and my, what my heart says, what my mind says. So, you know, coming to that place, I think first is like kind of the best way to start, you know? Yeah. But every, every journey is different. And that's, and that's just, you know, my perspective. And I often say people that there's no one way to fix anything. <laughs> like some people find singing as a therapeutic way of body affirming themselves or, you know, for me, that was dance for other people that could be art photography, you know, wh- whatever that is, you know, find that hobby or find that skill that makes you feel really confident and feel like how, how can you apply that same confidence and that same feeling in your everyday life? That's such great advice. I love that. So do you get a lot of criticism at all? Like, do you have, like, do you deal with people who kind of, you know, I mean, we all do if we're on the internet, but. (laughs) Right. You know, not as much anymore. I will say, I guess I'm lucky slash maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) I, you know, I was in one of the first kind of campaigns for Lane Bryant as active where to feature non hourglass shapes and like actually bigger bodies. Like there was a size like 30 uh, with me on the cover and other just types of different apples. Sh- you know, I was, I'm an apple shape, you know, versus like someone who's more typically curvy. So it was one of those times where it was very cool to see and people were really happy, but also like the world was like, what is this? This is not your, how are you promoting health with big people on the cover, you know, or displaying these billboards, you know, in, in malls and things like that. And I always push back and say, you know, it's almost counterintuitive to be like, how are you, you're promoting obesity with fitness. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. 
I don't think your argument makes sense. So, you know, oftentimes I just kind of like, I'm not even going to entertain this. And I used to, I used to entertain those comments and I used to, you know, have to feel like I had to vouch for, to myself, to some stranger on the internet. Right. And then I realized like they're watching my video. They're watching, they're looking at me on a billboard. Like who's winning here? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love that. <laughs> you know, and, and so, and, and it's not to sound like cocky or anything like that, but it's more of just like feeling affirming to yourself. Like I'm here for a reason and I'm here because brands see that there's a need for it and that also that they're not displaying and advertising to big bodies like they should be. And so it was, it was really cool to be part of that experience, but it also taught me that there are going to be people who doubt you and that's Okay your job is not to prove them wrong all the time. Your job is just to, for the people who will find you and, and, and connect with you. Those are the people that you want to give your attention to. I'm not going to give my attention to some troll on the internet and have a comment war when there's like other, like way more positive comments that I could be thinking that I could be having real good conversations with. So because I don't interact with a lot of trolls, I often do the swipe and delete if I see a, a negative comment that's on my feed, right? It's like, I can get to control what's on my feed. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> my post, you know? And so doing that has helped tremendously. And actually, I think because I don't interact, I don't attract that much attention like that, much negative attention. I will say when, when a reel or something goes viral, you know, there's definitely some people that are like, well, this is why is this on my feed. Like this woman showing off her belly. And, and so that I'm like, you know what, maybe you were meant to see that. Maybe you need to see that. And <laughs> maybe you feel uncomfortable seeing it and ask yourself why. <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. I love your perspective. It's so true, right? I'm just like, you know, like ask yourself why you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm good. Like I'm clearly comfortable enough to put it on the internet. Like, why are you uncomfortable watching it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that perspective. I feel like that's super helpful for people listening. Like even, you know, a lot, most people listening probably don't have like a, you know, big, like a internet following. Like they're just, you know, but the, the whole reason is you put something on the internet because you, you're proud of it or that you feel cute or that, yeah. you know what I mean? You want to showcase something. And so like, and yes, I, I mean, some people I think to live for like, oh, I want to see how many people like this and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like your initial want to post something was because you desired to do that. Right. And it's your perception of what you see in the world of what you feel of what, how you feel that day. So, yeah. So I think, you know, it's like, They'll they, listen, there are reels. Like every time I post my daughter or something, it does not get as much attention, but it's like, I, this is a video that I love that I did with my daughter and that we had so much fun. And this is like what I want. And it's not about how many people engage with it. It's just about, you know, something cute that I want on my, on my personal feed that I can look back at later. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And it's probably not that people don't like it. It's probably just like this, the algorithms that are constantly oh, yeah. changing. 100%. Like... <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's not, but it doesn't hurt my feelings. It's more of like, you know, I know, I know the kind of content that goes, you know, we, we all know, like, you know, and especially now with algorithms and, and how a lot of, social media is becoming more video driven, uh, video heavy, I should say, you know, there's just like need to like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta perform or I gotta do this. And so, you know, I get, I get that people still have that notion of needing to perform or needing to feel like they have to post a certain way, but also like do things that bring you joy. <laughs> yeah. Do a little bit of both if you need to. Yeah. 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 But I feel like what you're saying is relevant even to like non-content creators in terms of like just doing like, 
you know, if something makes somebody else uncomfortable, like that's their problem. Like that's, you know, it's like, well, why does that make you uncomfortable? Like, you know what I mean? And to really focus on just doing, you know, doing what, what brings you joy and doing it for you. So that's, that's such great wisdom. So I don't know if you're comfortable talking about this or not, but I know you've been talking about it on social media, but you had a stroke recently. Yes, 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 um, yes. Which must have been, I can't even imagine how scary that must have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Has that changed anything like in terms of the way you feel about your body or oh, anything like that? hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I don't think it changed. And then, I mean, there's definitely things that I, that I have a little bit of trauma from and that I have to kind of heal emotionally, I think, just having to go through something so, so traumatic. And, but, you know, but I was really lucky. Like I, I, I mentioned to a lot of people I had what was, you know, kind of doing like a perfect stroke in a way that, you know, the ambulance was called right away and I lived six minutes from the hospital and they were able to give me the medication within an hour, within like an hour of my stroke, which all really saved me. And, and because I knew I was having a stroke, it also saved my life. And again, this is one of those things where I think, well, how has it changed me is that I want to know more about my body from the inside out. There's, we have so, we focus so much on what we look like on the outside <laughs> that we rarely think about like, what is feeling good to me look like on the inside? And I think so much so, I think we can even heal ourselves more when we start thinking about our health from an internal perspective, rather than like, I'm, you know, I feel fat or I feel this way, but it's like, how, why are you always feeling negative about yourself? Like, what is, where's the negativity coming from? Where is, are you holding a lot of stress? Because of stress, we know, we know a lot of it forms in the stomach, right? And so there's just so many other things that we can, that we can talk about or that we, that we can say, you know, I think this all goes back to really movement and why, and why I say this, you know, fitness has, ha has a bad reputation and rightfully so, because they have been very like diet culture driven, but scientifically, like if we really look at the word fitness or like what movement and fitness is supposed to be do doing for us, it's, it's more about our internal health than anything else. And media and our industry has turned it into something that is supposed to help with your outer appearance. But like movement is really supposed to be helping your inner body, right? So yeah, there's just, I mean, I feel like I went off on a tangent there, but it happens with often, but you know, that's my take on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I imagine that it's given you just a lot of different insights and appreciation yeah, about it has, it has, it's just, it's definitely being, wanting to know more about what works for me. And also at the same time, if we're, if we really want to go into the medical industry part of it all, but it's like, you know, we know that there's fat shaming in the medical industry. Right. And so even being able to say like, I want to find doctors that are going to be team Jesse that are going to, that are not going to come at me and talk about weight loss immediately that are going to really properly assess me. And that's actually, you know, why I was in the hospital for almost a week, even though they were able to reverse the stroke so quickly, I was in the hospital for a week because they could not figure out why I had a stroke. They're like, your vitals are great. Your blood work is great. You're like, it was like, they were literally doing all of the tests because they couldn't understand. And we finally figured out that there was a hole in my heart that I was born with, um, that were, that were going to close. But in the same vein, it was like, it felt reassuring to know that people were, you know, it was like not jumping to these conclusions of, and I'm sure other people have concluded, dropped conclusions that she had a stroke. Oh my God, she's probably unhealthy. And and all of these things, when it was actually stress, <laughs> it was stress with it. And, and, and stress has no, 
stress is body inclusive. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, stress sees everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so true. You know? And so I, I often tell people that, man, it is really about working on the inside physically, mentally. And that's, and that comes back to body positivity and learning to love your body comes from your thought process first. <laughs> you know, I didn't change. My body hasn't really fluctuated much in the last five years, but the journey that I have been on in terms of loving my body has changed drastically. My body hasn't changed, but my mindset has. And in, in, in many ways, my body has changed in other ways, but you know, I, I haven't dropped weight and felt like, oh my God, this is great. Because I'll tell you, there are many people that I've, and I still work with, who are now smaller, who used to be in bigger bodies, who still do not, you know, can't find that love within themselves. And it's, and it's like the weight is gone and it's still not, that feeling is still there. And it's like, yeah, because if you're not going to heal your mind from thinking negative about yourself, no matter how your body fluctuates, you're never going to feel good about it. You know, I always say loving your body is loving. Self-love to me is loving it at every stage of your body your body's going to change. Like your body, you're never going to, you're not going to have the teenager body, right? You, 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 no. know? <laughs> you know, and I, and I always say like, I'm proud of my thirties in my thirties body. Like this is my thirties body. We feel good. Like this is the stage of my life, you know, just like you want to cut your hair, just like, you know, your style changes, like your body changes. And I think it's so weird when we're like, we, we dread the changes. We're like, Oh my God, I'm not like I used to be. No, because we're, <laughs> because you're not who you used to be. You're better than you used to be. You've learned more things than you used to know. You've lived life, right? And life throws things at you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially during this pandemic, I think, you know, people are definitely are harder, harder on themselves because movement was um, less mobile and people have gotten more, you know, depressed and there's just been a lot of loss and that reflects in our bodies. You know, it was a very tough year, very tough couple of years. And our bodies also feel that the same as our minds do. Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully said. Well, I'm just so grateful that you survived and that you're going to get the surgery. And yes. um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Wow. But I appreciate you so much. And I really am so grateful that you got to be on the podcast. So where yes, can people... Yes, thank you. It was, it was a pleasure. And yeah, if you are all looking for any movement uh, in your life and want to free the jiggle or want to see what it's like, you can. Uh, yeah, where can people find you? You can follow at Free the Jiggle, um, but that's our dance class. But if you just want to know more about me, that's at Curves with Moves. Amazing, Jesse. Thank you so much. It's been such a fantastic time getting to know you better. Amazing, you as well, Summer. Thank you. Rock on. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Don't forget, you can get a free class. You can attend one of the free the jiggle classes by using the code eat the rules. I will link to where you can check out the class schedule in the show notes, which you will be able to find at summerinandin.com forward slash 249. Or if you just go to the description of this episode via whatever podcast app you're using, you will see that link there. Thank you again so much for listening today. I'll talk to you soon. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Summer Inanin. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, search Eat the Rules, and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on. Rock on.